Hey everyone, my name is Marcus and welcome back to the Savvy Consumer Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss the psychology and human behaviour behind consumption and how we can utilise this knowledge to become a more savvy consumer. Joining me today once again is John. John, say hi. Hello, what's up? Yeah, man. Oh, what's up? I, I, there's totally nothing up, man. <laughs> the sky is up. Yeah, but uh, I think uh, <laughs> Friday is a... Oh, I just got it. Well, you know, Friday is a public holiday, you know. You got any plans for that? <laughs> <laughs> what Friday is a public holiday? Since when? Wait, wait what was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This Friday is a public holiday. Oh damn! Uh, okay, sweet. <laughs> so, so you can't have, you can't possibly have any plans because you can't plan for a holiday that you didn't know you had, right? Yeah, I didn't know it was Friday, yo. Okay, but now that you know that Friday is a holiday, do you have any plans? Nope. Probably gonna stay at home and do stay at home things. That mm. sounds like a great day, but it also sounds like every other day right now. Well, I won't be working, <laughs> that's for sure. That is true. So it would not be the same as every other day unless during the other days you were also not working. No, 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 no. I work. <laughs> I do work. Okay, okay. So so I think uh, today we wanted to discuss uh, a couple of questions. I think we have three main questions and the, the, the latter two stem from the first one. And the first one really comes from this article, um, this 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 uh, lady whose quote that I found. So her name is Jean Chatsky. She's an American journalist, personal finance columnist, and financial editor of the NBC's Today Show. She's also the CEO of the multimedia company Her Money. And what she said was, uh, people often take her quote, which is that, open quote, buy experiences, not things. Spending on experiences makes people happier than spending on things. Things get broken and go out of style. Experiences get better every time you talk about them. So definitely a quote that many people who um, who, who are on the side of experiences <coughs> um, tend to quote in order to perhaps convince uh, people who are spending on more durables. And the question that I have for you is that, you know, should we actually spend on things or experiences um, to set the expectation here, things refers to, you know, material objects, while experiences refers to the process of observing, encountering, or undergoing something. Uh, I think it really depends on who you're asking, right? So some people might like to buy things. Some people like to spend on experiences, like traveling. But I would argue that certain things also give you an improved experience. You know what I'm saying? So like, for example, okay. if you buy a TV... If you have a little 32-inch small little TV and you're sitting like a meter where you can't see anything, it would right. obviously be a better experience if you had like a 60-inch TV and you were sitting the same distance away, right? So in a sense, you know, you are spending money on something, but at the same time, you're also spending money on getting experiences. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so so in that sense, you're, you're arguing that, you know, um, the things that we buy can actually provide us a certain experience. Yeah, definitely. Everything you but, buy is gonna gonna do something. It's gonna provide some sort of experience. So I don't quite agree with this. But uh, what about you? So so in that in that sense, then you know, I mean, I I guess the experiences that the person is talking about here is is a little bit different from what we expect. So probably you know, um, material things. Uh, just to give an example, would refer to something like a car, uh, or perhaps. Um, maybe a new watch, for example, or new clothes, uh, compared to an experience, which is uh, something like traveling. 
uh, perhaps taking on a new course, learning a new skill. Um, in that sense, you know, what what would your what would your answer be then? Well, personally, I like to buy things. I like to spend on things because things are more durable than experiences. You know, memory mm-hmm. is a very fickle thing. It's very easy to forget something. You know, what do you think? Uh, I forgot what you said. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, actually, I I didn't. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, definitely. I I can definitely see the value in that. Um, I think for me, I am still. I lean towards the side of buying things um, mm. based on my own experience. Uh, you know, as someone who buys and sells things a lot, um, I do I do buy um, a lot of things. And you know, in regards to what you said, you know, you know things that hold value. Um, I do think that that experience has served me well when I've made smart purchases. So if uh, you know. I might have bought something five years ago that was, uh, I bought it for $500 and now it's still worth $500. So in that sense, you know, I got some utility out of it on from how I've used it over the years. And even if I decide that it's not something that I want anymore, um, I can still sell it for $500 and I have not uh, lost any money um, hmm. on that. But that that being said, I think um, ex- that there is an argument for the experiences factor here. Um, you know, when you go overseas with your family or with your girlfriend, you know, if if you or I had one, uh, you know, <laughs> but yeah, about that and, and you know, going out with your friends, um, having shared experiences, I do think that that's something that's valuable as well. And that is something that I, I guess that's probably what we'll miss um, when we when we are old and uh, you know, we we think back about our lives, and that's probably what we'll miss. So I, I do see the value in this uh in this uh quote quote here. Yeah, but you see, memory is a fickle thing, especially when you get older. <laughs> you might not remember some of these things. Like some of these things will stand out, but you know, I mean, that being said, there is of course an argument made for spending on experiences. You know, uh, it yeah. widens your perspective. You go overseas, you see different things. So yeah. it, it is it is very different to buying things. But buying things are also great. It's retail therapy. It it there's something about buying something that does like magic to your mind, you know? It just mm. like relaxes you. And I mean some some people say it would affect women more. I don't know. I'm not a You woman. mean what you mean what buying things? Yeah, like retail retail therapy. You know the stereotype is that women like to go shopping and like, buy things, I, right? I don't know about that. You know, based on my observations, uh, what I've thought is that women may go shopping more often, but the things that they buy are more in quantity, but less in cost uh, on average. But, you know, when men go shopping, you know, they they, they hyper-focus on a certain thing or a gadget and they that buy it true. and that thing is like freaking $10,000, you know. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. I recently built a $600 keyboard. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 that- <laughs> what? Yeah, why would you? That that's the basis for the next podcast, man. Which oh, is like, yeah. why would anybody build a six hundred dollar keyboard? <laughs> it goes back to the thing about buying things and experiences, right? The experience when you're typing on this six hundred dollar keyboard is like, oh my god, you can't even imagine, man. <laughs> <laughs> next time so, me, I'm gonna okay, okay. <laughs> so the next question is: is is this keyboard worth six hundred dollars? Well, if you ask me, very honestly, it's not. 
I mean, could I get the same thing for three hundred dollars? Absolutely not. But that's because of the the mechanics of how the um market is for these mechanical keyboards, you know. So everything is based on group buys. So everything is more expensive. So yeah, but it does feel nice to type on, you know. Six hundred dollars is a lot of money to spend, you know. You could buy a PS4 for six hundred dollars. You could buy like a little screen to play your PS4 on as well. So, <laughs> you know, so it is it is obscenely expensive, but the typing experience is like next to none, man. It is the best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that 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 brings me to another one of my points, which is that I think when you're looking at certain um, buying things, there's there's a certain marginal benefit to it. Of course, there's there's also that with experiences. You know, like you you there's no point paying. Uh, extravagant amounts of money for uh, an experience that might be really expensive but at the same time I think you know if if you have a 32 inch TV or, or you know if okay fine if you have a 60 inch TV you know um, spending $10,000 to get an 80 inch TV isn't going to bring you as much benefit as spending that first um, however much it costs you to get that 60 inch TV and so I think you know there's definitely a, I, I do think that there are diminishing marginal benefits to buying things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And and I think just to give a, give give the listeners uh, some context, I would like us to consider what our best and worst material purchases were, maybe one of each, and mm-hmm. then what our best and worst experience purchases were. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Uh. All right. So I'll start. What was my best material purchase? My keyboard. <laughs> you just said it wasn't worth it, man. It's not worth it, but it's the best. It doesn't have to be worth it. I mean, that, that doesn't even, that doesn't make sense, dude. If it's dude, <laughs> I don't know. Right, it's not the best value, but to me, it's the best material purchase I've made. Um, it's six hundred dollars. It you buy it as parts, right? So the experience starts when you build it, when you first start building it. And then the experience carries on when you use it. So if you consider the amount of time we spend in front of our computers every day, now especially with this whole work from home, right. rubbish. No, it's not rubbish. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> but yeah. Hey, so you spend, you're spending like upwards of 10 to 12 hours in front of your computer, like working. And then after that, a little bit of leisure time maybe. And 12 hours you're spending on this keyboard. So wouldn't you give mm. your, your like fingers the best experience if you were to be walking outside for 12 hours would you not get like the best most comfortable pair of shoes oh definitely you know if if you are if you've ever worked as a service staff before which i believe that you have yeah you know when you walk around you'll notice that all these service staff they do prioritize their shoes because they're on their feet the entire day yeah you should never cheap out on shoes yo oh yeah (laughs) yeah so what about you what's your best material purchase oh you know before i got to that you know a point that i wanted to make was i think um, something that you know when when you're deciding um, how much whether whether buying a thing is worth it or not. I think a lot of it boils down to the extent that you use it. Mm-hmm. So so if you use it a lot and you know use it every day and it's great and, and it's not something that's just sitting on your on your shelf. I do think that that to some extent is justifiable. So I, I think that leads me to my best and my worst material purchase as well. Um, I don't really have a best purchase as of yet. Um, probably, probably I'm still thinking about it. But I think the worst material purchase that I bought is actually a, a custom guitar that I bought maybe four years ago. That cost me um, about two thousand two hundred Singapore dollars. Yo. Okay, so so I I don't I don't think there's a problem inherently with the guitar itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but but there was a lot of steps that took place uh, over the. So the first thing is that. It, 
was actually a US company. So the conversion rate from US to Singapore dollars is not always the best. The second, mm. the second thing is that when they ship it over here, you have to pay for the shipping. Uh, the third thing is that you have to pay for goods and services tax when you import something above a certain value. So right. I think all in all, it really, it really added up uh, to an amount that was pretty expensive. And uh, coupled with the fact that I kind of discovered that I didn't really like playing guitar as much as I like playing drums, for mm. example. So the guitar didn't really get that much of a use from myself, uh, which leads me to that point that it wasn't that worth it for me, not because the guitar sucks, but because I didn't use it as much as I would have hoped to and as much as it deserved to be used. And I think the last thing that make it, made it a, worse, uh, a bad purchase for me is that the guitar is custom. So it's very difficult for me to sell. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, I, I mean, this is a topic for another day, but custom, customized things generally have pretty bad resale value because unless you find someone who wants exactly the same thing that you bought and is delighted to have it at a cut price, you know, that, that's really not going to happen um, very, very often. Yeah. And so I think that I'm, uh, in some way, I'm regretting that purchase right now because I've been trying to sell it for a while. And it's been difficult to get a buyer at the price that I am willing to part with it because I don't want to lose too much either. So mm. I think that that's a, an expensive lesson that I've learned. Right, right. Well, yeah. What about yeah? Your worst material purchase? I don't know. Um, when it comes to worst material purchase, how do you? How do I? Kind of measure it. I kind of measure it like you know, if if like uh, you spend a dollar a minute. Or like a dollar a day. I used to, I like to use like the dollar kind of um benchmark. So yeah. it's like uh if I spend six hundred dollars on this keyboard, for example, if I use it for six hundred days, I'm spending a dollar a day. Right. But but that comes with a caveat. So if you're buying a game, you spend seventy dollars on a super grindy game just because it makes you grind <laughs> doesn't mean it's worth the money. I think that was a point that you brought up uh, previously when, I was, when we were talking about this, like, I don't know, a few years back, which is very true. But my worst material purchase is something I don't think you would expect. It only cost me 71 cents on AliExpress. It went. And, yeah, and why, why was it the worst material purchase? Because I never used it. It didn't even get used at all. Wait, what is this, this like, man? It was like this crappy uh, mouse pad, 71 cents I bought off of AliExpress. It was the worst mouse pad ever. It, it could barely even be called a mouse pad. <laughs> like when you think of a mouse pad, you think of a of a, like a pad where you can put your mouse on and you move around and it stays yeah, in place, mouse, right? That's a mouse pad, dude. Yeah, it's the most basic thing in the world. A piece of paper could be a mouse pad. But this mouse pad, I tell you, was the worst of the worst, man. It was <laughs> It was 71 cents. It was light as hell. And it kept flying around the table. I was like, nope, that's it. What? A piece of paper flies around the table. Yeah, but not as bad as this mouse pad. Oh, you haven't seen this mouse pad I, yet. What? <laughs> so you're saying that this mouse pad is worse than a piece of paper? Yeah, yeah. It's a real piece of work, man. <laughs> How is that even possible? Yeah, I know, right? I know. I had to suspend my disbelief for a second that this was actually a mouse pad. To call it a mouse pad is an overstatement, yo. <laughs> it was horrible. It was horrible. So... In that sense, I didn't even I didn't even like spend a single day with it. So that even that seventy one cents was not worth it. Mm. Next, yeah, immediately off on my table within five minutes, it was in the trash can. <laughs> That's seventy one oh, cents on, down man. the drain. 
hey, I mean, this just teaches you a lesson not to cheap out, right? Yeah, yeah. But I guess, I mean, we could explore this another day. This is like certain things you can cheap out on, certain things you shouldn't cheap out on. Yeah, so like, yeah. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah. so that was my worst purchase. Oh my God, 71 cents. <laughs> Good story, man. I think, yeah, I think my, my best purchase, uh, I think two comes to mind. I, I did have to do a little bit of thinking. And the first is, uh, which is more intuitive, I guess, which is a, a molten basketball. You know, I, I you play you play basketball yourself. Yeah, so I, so. I, yeah. so it cost me about $60. Uh, it's probably much cheaper in the US, for example. But I think... Um, well, I mean, 60, 60 hours of basketball is quite difficult to come by when you're working, for example, and you're not yeah, you're yeah. in school. But um, I think it it does give me that sense of experience because every time I play, I am getting out of the house. Mm-hmm. I am getting some sun. I am getting some exercise. Uh, most of the time, you I play with friends. So I think what the basketball to me represents is not just it's not just a ball, but it's uh, really those those combination of things. You know, being healthy. Uh, exercising, going out with friends. And I, I, I don't know if anyone ever experiences this, but you know, sometimes you just, um, like I get this itch to do something mechanic um, uh, that's mechanical in nature. And, you know, since I was a basketball player uh, way back then, um, I do like to play basketball. And when I go out and I do the shooting motion, I do like the, the drills, it just gives me a certain sense of uh, nostalgic satisfaction. Yeah. That, can't really be explained. Uh, I guess it's similar to, you know, some people, they have the itch to write something. And so yeah. writing gives them that joy. Um, the other thing that I, I, I did like was a pair of um, Onitsuka Tiger stickers that mm. I got from uh, when I was on exchange in the Netherlands. Uh, it was a factory outlet. It was going for about 70 Singapore dollars, 44 euros. It was on sale. Whoa, that's cheap, um, yo. Yeah, it, and it serves me well to this day. I think one of the things that I look for when I buy pairs of shoes nowadays is that it has to be stitched because mm. if it's stitched, it's much less susceptible to to be destroyed or for the glue to come out as compared to, you know, if it was glued on so. And so I think I when I go out, I use it. Uh, so then it comes back to the argument about, you know, if you use something, then it's a pretty good purchase. And maybe maybe a bad purchase is not necessarily tied to the value of that thing itself, but you know whether you use it or not. So it could be a terrible purchase for you, but a great purchase for someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What about your best and worst uh, experience purchase? Hmm. My best experience, I think. I mean, I didn't personally spend the money. I went <laughs> overseas with my family. I went to New Zealand. Right. And uh, me and my dad, we went uh, skydiving. Yeah. Oh, this, so, this is the best. Yeah, this is the best, yo. This is the best. So it's, it was like, I think it was like $600 or something like that just to go up on the plane and fall out of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. but it was, a, it was a cool experience. I think uh, they had like an instructor with you and everything was done really professionally. You know, they flew a plane and then you can see like, at first you're I, not scared and you see the clouds and you know <laughs> I hope it's professional man <laughs> yeah, yeah. what are you what are you talking about <laughs> yeah I think I think my instructor had like um, 13 years of uh, skydiving experience or something so that's like the kind of things that you that are good to pay for I think yeah yeah, yeah. I, hey but you know at one point he only had zero years of experience <laughs> yeah then he couldn't charge six hundred dollars for it <laughs> that's true that's true yeah maybe he increased his rate over the years you know it's yeah. like fifty dollars for one year of experience 
Oh yeah, I I I would be scared to jump out of a plane for fifty dollars. To be honest. Ah, oh, come on, man! It costs at least that much to get the plane off the ground and to get a pilot, even even a shady one. Yeah, I know. That's the, precisely why I wouldn't jump out of a plane. <laughs> there was like a minimum, like a minimum value I would pay for this. You know. Right. I I think for me, my best my best experience. I I can't really remember one right off the bat, but uh, my family really likes Japan, and so we go to Japan pretty often, maybe about once a year. You know, assuming we are not in a pandemic, mm-hmm. and um, I think. Uh, being cooped up at home here and uh, being preoccupied with work, uh, work's pretty stressful. So uh, you know, I always imagine nowadays that, or oh, how how nice it would be to be in Japan with my family, uh, to be able to uh, not care about work and to be able to you know just uh, drink coffee, uh, eat new foods, explore new places, and things like that. Mm, yeah, that does sound yeah. good, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that something would come along. What about your worst experience purchase then? Oh, my worst experience. I have many and they're all in the same vein. Anything that involves a night out drinking. Ugh, worst experience. <laughs> Wait, what? And, and yet you do it? I mean... Yeah, and yet you do it. You know, it's not good for you. It's not good for you at all. And it's so expensive to drink in Singapore. It's like minimum when you go out for like for drinks, right? You spend like minimum fifty to a hundred dollars on drinks, and the next day you definitely regret it. There's no case where you like wake up the next day and like, oh, I feel great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't at think 5 so. Five a.m., but I feel great. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not how that's not how alcohol works. Yeah, yeah, that's not how alcohol works, man. And different kinds of alcohol gives you different experiences. So if you want to try, try it, but I don't recommend it. <laughs> Oh, this is one of those things where, you know, too much is bad for you. Maybe if you take take like a small sip of each, it might still be all right. Well, well. Like a, wine ta- of- like a wine tasting or something. Oh, that's true. But I'm not so sophisticated to drink wine, you know. I'm more of the like a uh, what, a what, a what kind, you know. So like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not that sophisticated. I'm like a whiskey and coke kind of guy. I'm more of an Ewa kind of guy. Yeah, I'm not quite sure I understand that reference, but... You're still young, you're still young. I mean, I don't know. That's that's not my scene, man. Mm. Yeah. Right, how about you? What's your worst experience? My worst experience purchase, I think, was one of the trips that I went uh, with my friends uh, while I was on exchange. So my friends were planning this trip to Scotland and England, and we went to Netherlands, so I, I went ahead with them. Um, I think in hindsight, I wasn't... I, I'm not really that interested... Um, in Europe as a whole, mm-hmm. I'm much more interested in countries such as Japan, for example. And mm-hmm. so I think um, being in that culture and not having that much of an appreciation for it, um, that was a little bit um, not great for me. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, that money and that time could have been better spent, um, better spent going to another place or doing something else. And um, the other thing was, so, you know, when you, when you go on these exchange trips, uh, you know, there were 10 of us from the same school that went to the same um, exchange school in, in the Netherlands. And mm-hmm. so when, when you first get there and you have 10 friends, you know, generally you would start to travel all together because you, you're not that familiar with one another and you're thinking like, oh, you know, we're, we're in a big group. Uh, we're all from the same school. Let's just go together. And you don't really get a, you have At the start, you haven't really gotten a sense of everyone's travel styles right. and personalities and whether 
you like to do the same things. You just go for the trip together because you guys are all from the same school and you guys are kind of friends and you just think that you know everything works and you can have fun. But I think when I got when I got on this trip, I, I realized that um, perhaps um, uh, my friend's idea of fun was a little bit different. Mm. Uh, for example, they really liked uh, to go karaoke, for example, and I, I don't I don't really like that. So Ooh. I mean, it's a personal thing, and maybe <laughs> you can make fun of me for being a sad sack who doesn't like karaoke and singing. But yeah, that's that's just the way it is. And so I think uh, you know. I, I was at a I was at a karaoke with them, and they were singing, and they were like, "Hey, you know, why don't why don't why don't Marcus why don't you sing with us?" And I was like, "Ah, oh, nah." And I think at that point, you know, all of us knew that you know the next trip that we would be going on, uh, probably would be going our separate ways. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah. at least you know, kind of know like what you don't like now, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I think I think at some in some sense, you know, it's about being discerning as well, whether you're buying something or being uh, buying an experience you have to be discerning and know what you like and what you don't like. Of course, that there are things that you haven't tried before and you don't really know and it's good to be, keep an open mind. But, you know, from your history, you would have some kind of idea whether you, what you're buying is going to be something that you like. And so, you know, you need to make a calculated decision on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to make a joke, but I totally forgot the joke. So let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look! I got a laugh anyway. So uh, mission complete. Good yeah, job. Okay. So I think I think uh, we we discussed you know some of our bad uh, purchases, both both uh, things and experiences, and some of our good purchases, both things and experiences. And so I think um, how can we help people to understand when we should spend on things versus when we should spend on experiences? Because of course, there's no conclusive answer. Um, at some point, it might be. Um, okay to spend on things or a certain amount might be okay to spend on things but then you might also want to exercise the same discretion when spending on experiences as well mm, yeah i think yeah you're right it's 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 a very um, subjective question so some people like might want to spend on things some people might like to spend on travel and like to go out so i think it really depends um very much on your personality so i would think that extroverts would like to spend more on experiences with other people mm. where they get to interact and maybe introverts would like to like you know buy a good book and get a good coffee machine make some nice coffee and then you sit on their bed mm. with the warm covers and like just read the book and sip on their coffee you know yeah they so, probably get a good bed and a uh, good covers as well yeah they would they would yeah so <laughs> or they should if you're an introvert out there listening <laughs> this is yeah, what yeah, you need yeah. to do right after this podcast yeah you need to get a good bed Oh, you need to get good sheets, man. Oh my goodness, oh, it man. makes so Pil- much difference. Pillows. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you Boy. spend eight hours of your day sleeping, right? At least. So it's a good investment. It's always a good investment to invest in your bed. Yeah, boy. Yeah, so sleeping is an experience as well. If you have good stuff, you sleep well. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, but back to your original point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it's very subjective. It's very hard to tell when you should spend on items or when you should spend on experiences. It really comes down to what you kind of feel like in the moment. So if you're kind of feeling stressed or feeling cooped, you're feeling uh, stuck inside, then an experience might be a good idea. Like, go out, uh, go cycle in the park, just uh, run around, I don't know, go get some coffee or something. You know, be around other people for a change. So, but on the, on the same vein... If you're at home, you're feeling hot, you can buy an aircon, you can buy a fan. So, you know, it's, 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 
it's it's really subjective and it's very hard to tell you when you can like you it's it's actually better to spend on things or experiences, you know? You, you know something that, that that you said made me made me realize that, you know, what you're actually saying, uh you you mentioned that, oh, you know, if you're feeling this, then you spend on that. If you're feeling that, then you spend on that other thing. And what I realized is that you know you were talking about spending to alleviate discomfort. Mm. So you know, so if I feel hot, as in hot, as in warm, not you know sexy, <laughs> yeah, then, sexy then you buy, buy an air conditioner or, or a fan. And then if you if you you know experience uh, restlessness at home, for example, then you could spend some money on going out and doing some activities. So I, I think that that kind of frames my answer as well in the sense that. It, you need to decide what um, value you need in your in your life right now, or what uh, kind of discomfort you're trying to to alleviate. So I think um, there are studies that show that humans gain more satisfaction when alleviating discomfort than when trying to get marginal benefit. Mm. So, for example, if you're feeling, uh, if you're feeling. If if you think that uh, public trans, trans public transport every day is making you feel irritable, then maybe buying a car to alleviate so that you don't have to go out on public transport and cram with everyone every day might be something that could be worth it to you. You know, something like that. Mm. Um, yeah, but I think I think um, so that 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 frames one of the answer in the sense that it depends on what negative emotions, what negative experience you're trying to alleviate. And you know whether you, something that you can buy or some experience that you can buy can help you to uh, alleviate that. I think another thing is that, uh, which is a concept that I don't believe someone has coined, but I, I would like to coin in a future episode, is that I believe that there's a minimum viable sum that needs to be spent in order to achieve um, a certain level of benefit. So for example... Um, you're spending on something and you're spending on a microphone, for example, I think you need to spend at least 50 to to $100 to get a good microphone for podcasting, for recording songs. And if you spend anything less than that, then it's it's likely going to be crap. Mm-hmm. But if you spend you know, $1,000, then you're not getting 10 times the, the utility of the first uh, the microphone that you bought for $100. So... Um, at some point, I think it's not that great to spend on things anymore and perhaps you spend more on experiences. But again, not too much. Um, the other thing that I thought of was, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh, you've mm-hmm. probably heard of it before. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the first few needs. It's about, you know, food, shelter, um, uh, a roof over your head. And once you have actually solved those uh, problems, the physical problems that you face in life, there are higher levels of the hierarchy, which is like your self-actualization, mm-hmm. your esteem. And I think experiences kind of fall, fall within that, that range. So if you know, you're well taken care of, you have food, you have uh, water, you have shelter, uh, you, know, you have a, a good family, for example, it might be more worth it to spend on um, going on a holiday but if you know you don't have that much money, you're struggling to pay your bills, uh, you don't have that much food to eat, then I think you know if you spend on things and these are things that are essential to you and are your basic needs or even I don't know if there's such a thing basic wants, then there's probably more utility that you could get from that as well. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it really depends. Yeah, whether you're going for an ex- expensive experience or like a cheap experience, because to different people, experiences can mean different things. Like, like remember when you were a kid and like your, your parents brought you like to a playground that would like make your entire week. You know, and the playground so is free. It is free. So yeah, so we it, should do an episode on how to get things done for free. Oh. No, the things I could talk about, <laughs> the free stuff. Are, are you a cheapo man? <laughs> They're not exactly uh, legal, but anyway, <laughs> let's not go into that. <laughs> well, hey, anyway, P- yeah. PG, dude. Mm, PG, PG, PG. Parental guidance. Okay, I I realized what I wanted to say earlier, mm-hmm. which is that what was my worst experience purchase. I don't know whether I'm allowed to say this, but. The worst experience purchase is something that I did not even pay for and something that I was actually paid for. Ooh, what? What? Okay. Which is national service. Oh, damn, son. Yeah, I mean, I mean, overall, it, overall, I think it was a really good experience. And in Singapore, we are, we are required to do national service, mm-hmm. um, you know, for guys between the ages of about 18 to 22, for example. I, I don't necessarily think that uh, it was a bad experience because it allowed us to become more mature. It allowed us to experience work, uh, earning money, uh, allowed us to experience working with other people um, in a capacity that is noble because you're defending the country. And I think one of the things that people like to say is that you know if you if you don't defend your own country, then who is going to defend it? So I think I, I could I could definitely see the value in that, and I'm grateful for it. But I think um, it wasn't the best time for me because you know. It, it was a time when I was uh, struggling to figure out what I wanted to do in life. Mm-hmm. And to some extent, uh, you know, to some extent, you know, some, some of us, we dislike national service because it delays um, our schooling and our education, for example. Yeah. So I, I think uh, that the training was tough. It was a pretty, pretty uh, tough period for me. Uh, yeah. Not really a great experience, even though I was being paid for it. So I, but I mean, it doesn't really fall into these categories, you know. I didn't pay for it, and it was a <laughs> not a great experience. It was a it was both a good and a bad experience. Yeah, not gonna lie, I was thinking of something totally different, totally different. But I PG don't show, need, PG show. I don't need you to tell me what you're thinking of. Just, <laughs> I think I know what you're thinking of, and I'm not proud to say that I know what you're thinking of. <laughs> yeah. Well. So yeah, you know. Yeah, we're just going to leave it at that. All right, everyone. So thanks for listening. We have come to the end of this episode. If you like what you hear, give us a like and follow on Podbean and on Spotify. Also, thanks to John for joining me for this episode. Say bye, John. Hey, see you guys. All right. And we will talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye.